just maybe give us a, you know, just a high level view? What is, what is relate to? What can, can you tell people what we're talking about? You bet, Andrew. So uh, what you're doing with storytelling that's, you know, at events, we trying to do was digital storytelling. Welcome to the Engaging Personalities Podcast. I'm Anders Belanger, founder and CEO of Engageify, where we're on a mission to rehumanize business through engagement. We believe that we can all be more successful if we can command attention and deepen connection. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on a future episode. So let's get ready to engage. All right. Thank you for joining us here on Engaging Personalities. I'm excited to introduce our guest here today. His name is Alex Shevalenko. He is the founder and CEO of Relay2. We're going to find out a little bit more about that. And he's also an interactive storyteller. So, uh, you know, Alex, welcome to the show. Great. Excited to be here, Andrews. When we were just talking before we were recording, like just, just, just now that I, I feel like what you have with relate to is such a great fit and what I kind of want to highlight with, with the podcast and, uh, you know, talking to people who are creating engagement, especially, you know, customer facing engagement, right. And connecting companies so that they can sell more and increase revenue and, and all of that. Uh, cause that's just kind of where my heart is too. So can you just maybe give us an, you know, just a high level view? What is, what is relate to? What can, can you tell people what we're talking about? You bet, Andrew. So uh, what you're doing with storytelling that's, you know, at events, we trying to do was digital storytelling. So when you think of B2B communicators, they often rely on a leave behind uh, of some sort after the event or after the sales pitch. And so that could be a PowerPoint converted in a PDF, or it could be an ebook that's a PDF kind of asset that allows people to dig into your story. And what we do is we take that static asset that's, you know, in a familiar format, but is not particularly exciting. And we turn it into something that feels a lot more like a conversation, but you're having that conversation while consuming your leave behind presentation or your ebook or white paper. So that's what we do. We take a software, move your PDFs, PowerPoints into that and comes out an interactive website that tells you a story when you're not in the room. Okay, gotcha. Because, you know, I'm guilty myself that, you know, I will present my proposal, you know, as a, as a presentation or a, a PowerPoint presentation, but then I always just attach that PDF. And I always feel like you're kind of like, I don't know, the poor PDF, you know, you should just like, it, it has to stand on its own. And yet it's, well, like, I guess it's, I want to say it's two-dimensional and, and not you know, really, um, interactive. So what, what, you know, PDFs haven't really evolved much, have they? Yeah, that's, that's sort of the, it's a great, it's a great starting point and it's a great asset for printing stuff, right? Like, so we actually like the PDF. It's the lingo franca. If you want to feel like you have a document, something that's legally binding or something that you could, you know, read on, we feel print great. The problem is most people don't want to print anything these days, and they consume these things in a screen. And that's where you kind of come up with this flat 
a thing. So it doesn't have animations. You can't really embed videos in there. You don't have ability to jump around and get to the parts that you care about. And you can't really drill in without losing, you know, leaving the PDF into something else. And so that's sort of where you marry the best of the document, something that we all know and feel comfortable with, with really advanced uh, websites, right, that allow you to navigate to the parts that you, you care about and, you know, get, get the job done and become kind of a resource for you. So that's, that's the marriage. And um, if you think about it in a conversation, it's sort of when you ask somebody a question, right, you, you're drilling in. Right. And, and so imagine your document or your presentation could allow to provide more details, even when you're not in the room. And then if you're sender of this, you could actually capture the digital body language of your audience. So not making your really? Yeah. Well, it's sort of like, you know, like, you're asking a question right now. Yeah. Right. Like you're like, yeah. I could see, oh, really, this is interesting. Let me click on this case mm-hmm. or let me dive into um, you know, what's underneath this particular nugget of, you know, what's the data behind it? So we can capture so, that. So when you say that, Alex, are you saying that the, 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 is it digital body language in terms of, I don't know, like clicks and, and kind of, uh, intent on looking at the, let's call it the, the document, um, or in hover time or what, what kind of body language are you kind of drilling into there? Yeah, exactly. So imagine, you know, you not only see where people, that get to page five and spend 15 seconds on page five, but because page five has uh, five of your case studies that have a hot spot or have a clickable immersive experience inside them, you can actually drill in and see, oh, well, person uh, clicked into the Microsoft case study on page five. And so they're really interested in that. Uh We know what they, you know, if we're coming into a meeting or if we're following up, you know, we know where their heart is at, right? Or if we know, hey, they haven't clicked at anything at all and they haven't really engaged and they ask us to do a ton of work, maybe yeah. they're not really intent to buy at all and they're just using right. us as a competitive wedge and we're wasting our resources. So it goes from, you know, hey, this is this is uh this is what I'm interested in to sometimes figuring out, hey, where do we allocate our time because this content is not working or this user is mm-hmm. not really well, and I think people too can then A, B test, you know, the, the collateral, right? Okay. What is, what is the best of the best in terms of putting things in front of customers? Cause you probably see some trends over time of what makes people engage with it. Is it, was that yeah, true? Sort of exactly right. It's sort of, if you think about it, we, we as a society got very savvy at A, B testing crappy content that sort of is <laughs> the spam emails. Like we really are very good at the lightweight stuff. And then when it comes to substantive things, right? It could be a book. It could be, a, you know, proposal. It could be, um, you know, your, your life's work. You know, we, we get very little feedback and insight into whether it's actually, you know, getting, uh, the engagement and, you know, the, the follow through actually, right? The behavioral change mm-hmm. that you're looking for. So we're just providing that extra lens. On the content that really matters, right? The big ideas, the more complex materials. Yeah. Yeah. Well, things like proposals that, and, and who knows what kind of, you know, dollars are riding on that PDF, let's say, right? Like it could be a huge enterprise sale and you got this little P- dinky little PDF that's trying to, um, you know, make, make it memorable, right? How do you make it memorable? How do you stand out from the competition? 
I think it's exactly right. It's sort of a mix of just like you're doing in virtual in in your in meetings, right? It's sort of how do you stand out first of all and just grab the attention. Uh, how do you actually move people on some sort of a journey, right? And ideally, mm-hmm. it's their journey. It's not you forcing, you know, information down their throat in a in a order that is you know relevant to you. It's you know they become part of the adventure, and so it becomes kind of a co-creation, right? It's a co-created yeah. experience where the two of you, whether you're actually allowing people to jump to the like, even if it's in a live meeting, people could just say, well you know, let's go to this section, right? And yeah. you could immediately have your clients drive the presentation or you could co-drive it together. And it just feels like it's a much more meaningful, more human way, yeah. to, right? especially I around love, topics, right? I, I love the co-creating when you're not even present. Like that is, a, that's almost kind of a mind blower, you know, just that they are having the experience that they choose or need to have. Um, and you've been able to, you know, facilitate that, right? With I imagine it's like you're cloning your best sales rep, right? Yeah. Or yourself in your case, probably you're the best sales rep in your company, right? Like, and you're able to put yourself in a in a box and kind of walk through the various scenarios that are where a client could take uh, either specific proposal or generic educational content, right? And and this could be PDFs, could be videos, it could be a number of areas where you would you know you would package the complex mm-hmm. content. In a way yeah. that's more consumable. Yeah. And and I think we were talking about this just earlier where you talked about, you know, they're consuming it on a screen. You know, as soon as it's on a screen and we learned this in virtual, right, there's a lot of distractions. Yeah. Um, I think I saw something on your, on your website or maybe on your LinkedIn talking about digital noise. Is is that kind of what you – or what do you mean by digital noise? Well, I think I think the, the problem, like you said, was a screen is – uh, if you're, for example, live presenting, right, and there is you're just showing static slides, mm-hmm. um, well, what happens, right? The the you're not drawing attention to the most important message on your slide. So one of the ways to kind of overcome the surround sound of all the media coming at us is actually to have some movement on the screen that draws your attention to the right areas, right? Mm-hmm. And so great presenters do that but again flat pdf doesn't allow you to do that anymore right you could do it maybe some of those visual you know really you know well-defined visual bits but animation is really important our crocodile brains are designed to pay attentions that are moving have high contrast this is kind of how we survived in the prairie and so it's sort of then there's the curiosity that that peaks that's natural it's not forced and so you're you just have been playing in this black and white kind of Truman world of uh, that, that, you know, versus you're going into a really engaging visual multidimensional experience where the content jumps out and particularly the important content, the stuff that you can drill in. So you, you can kind of highlight and draw the attention to the things that really matter. And um, one of the other ways in which, you know, you're building, you're bypassing the noise is you're, let's say you click on a link to uh, a YouTube and you leave your presentation, you leave your PDF, and you go into YouTube. Well, you just failed massively, yeah, right? They're because gone, right? You're gone. Like, you're watching cats, dogs, whatever is you know <laughs> latest um, Madonna yeah. video. You're you're you know you're you're distracted, and so then you have 15 tabs in your on your screen, and you know what are the odds of you finding the tab where the proposal was, or mm-hmm. 
file was the PDF, which is like God knows some sort of Adobe file somewhere. And so you're you're out of that mode, and you know the, the the mental switching is very hard. So we work incredibly hard to create an immersive environment where you know if you leave, it better be for a very good reason, like a performer right. really call to action, and you're done. But otherwise, you're staying inside the immersive digital experience to help you focus and you know get some something done, learn something, change your behavior, right. get across the entire content. And and within that confines of of what you have there, then all the measurement can take place too, right? If we had them going off, exactly, you know, they go off. It's, it's no good. Yeah, if it's, imagine the immersive YouTube that happens inside your experience. You're capturing that engagement data still. Yeah. Once you leave, you're, you're 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 paying Google gods. Yeah. So when you just started talking about you know how you know your and what do you call them? Doc, like, doc, I keep, like, what do you call the relate to documents? Like, yeah, we started with was a document experience, and I think ah. we really interestingly moved uh, beyond because customers started pulling us. Well, I have you know fifty videos, and how do I integrate them in a way that's engaging? So we're just yeah. calling it content experience right now. Content so experience, okay. Beyond, but the core I would still starts with some sort of complex document yeah. but it's expanding we can add videos in there air tables images it doesn't have to be a document anymore right so when you're talking about your content experiences you know so many of the things that we're teaching people you know how to be more engaging it's it's, it's you, you just talked about it you nailed the nailed it right on the head is the crocodile mind like what do we notice what gets noticed and movement just like an animal looking for food it wants to eat, right? We're going to, it's going to capture our attention. So, um, you, you've obviously studied a bit of, of brain science and applied some of those principles into the, you know, into the content experience. Um, for the people who are listening, uh, right now, what are, what are some of the insights that you've gained from, you know, also studying how people consume that experience? What are, what are some things that you could share, um, our listeners that would help them get more, eyeballs on what they're trying to showcase. You bet. So um, so to, to your point, Andres, we've combined behavioral science, which is kind of a social science disciplines from psychology, economics. Uh, we've used neuroscience uh, tactics and techniques. And so we've kind of merged it and then actually measured what works. So some of the few things that we recommend uh, to our users uh, is add a video in the in the very first few pages, so typically a cover image video is something that uh, our power users add, and that immediately creates a sense of um, excitement, difference that this is not your granddaddy's PDF or grandma's mm-hmm. PDF. And uh, sometimes those videos align with the brand. Sometimes it's just a sense of awe of something that's just moving and it has a sort of just kind of captivating uh, excitement for people. They they like it. They don't know why, but it just creates a positive impression. So video is number one. Number okay. two, we measure different type of engagements, like you said, hovers and clicks. And one of the engagement types is navigation clicks. So when you build out a navigation that wasn't, for example, in the original document, but it's persistent, we actually see that people click on it in a massive way. The longer the document, the more important is the navigation. The really sure. think through because that sort of says, hey, we're not going to force this in a linear, boring monologue page by mm-hmm. page. We're going to use the fact that it's a digital document. We're going to create a killer navigation to relate to, or even 
you know, introductory chapters that almost ask you questions like, where do you want to go? Where do you want to explore and have that be um, mm -hmm. a way to get through the content? And then um, the other very basic thing is, you know, a lot of authors forget what's the purpose. What's the, what's the purpose of the content? What's the one thing that the user needs to do, you know, from consuming the content? Oftentimes for proposal or for a pitch, it may be book the next meeting. Right. right. And maybe and maybe that's your main persistent call to action. So make sure you don't forget and don't create this thank you page at the end without anything that you're supposed to do on that page, because that's just a missed, huge missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. so persistent call to action that reminds people, oh, at the end of this, I need to go book this or do this. Or right. Do this. So that those are kind of three bits that's that, great. that anybody could take away. You could try and do them without relate to as well. Uh, but I think there in general, we are obsessing with how to make it very easy for you to engage your audience, to let them find value um, in the right content and, you know, do the one thing that they need to do at the end of your experience. Right. Uh, that without effort. Now you talked about making it easy. Now, like as, as we're talking, I'm starting to kind of go like, oh, man, I, I might need this. I think I, you know, I'm, I'm about engagement and my PDFs, the poor PDFs, they're just so lame by themselves. Um, what, how, how easy is it to let's say take a PowerPoint or to take a, like, you know, if, especially, I don't know, salespeople are notoriously lazy. Let's, let's just say that, right? Um, how much, how much effort is it to create these? And I guess maybe part of it is creating that first template is, is work. And then after that, it becomes easy. Or can you speak to that? Yeah. I think we, we've, um, we've learned that we really have two personas that take advantage of a platform like Relate to. One is the salesperson, the busy entrepreneur that, you know, has a PDF and just wants to, get it out there and, you know, start capturing analytics and, and stand out a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and for them, it's literally, you just, just, just the way you would attach the PDF to an email, you would just upload it and relate to immediately your branding would appear. You could, if you have the right template, the navigation would get extracted automatically and you're ready to go, right? You could send it if, you know, the, the more links you have inside the PDF, the, we'll extract those in a smart way. So for example, if you had a YouTube link inside the PDF in relate to that YouTube link will appear immer immersively. So you really don't have to do anything. You just upload it and you're done. Mm -hmm. and then there are marketers and designers and those guys could literally create award-winning, you know, interactive websites, learning experiences, the way you would fancy build a fancy website, but you could do it in a fraction of a time, but it still is elaborate, right? Because you're going to mm -hmm. work out on some, you know, interaction design capabilities. Uh, so you would need to be a power PowerPoint user or use Adobe tools like InDesign to build something really advanced. So then the two merge through the templates, right? Like, so that if, if the marketers and designers come out with great templates then it's much easier for the sales team to just create a wow experience in a few clicks. Um, but generally that's sort of the extreme, right? Like a website alternative in, in a fraction of a time, or you've got, you know, a much smarter version of that presentation, much smarter version of the PDF uh, without any hassle. And uh, that's that we find that, that what's interesting is that it, then a sales team starts using some assets that marketing creates that are kind of wow. 
And then they do their own standard uh, experiences that are really straightforward. And the combination of that is still very wow compared to, you know, uh, sending out, you know, a bunch of one-off PDFs over time. Right. Now, what is the, um, I guess, the experience for, like, I guess the part that I'm not quite understanding, and in case anyone's listening, maybe they're thinking this question too. Do you still attach this as a PDF and they think it's a PDF until they get into it? Or is it a link that's just in the email and they click on the link and, and then it takes them to a, a web page that is the, the content experience? Oh, that's a great question. So I think the easiest way is to show it, but it is a fundamentally it's a link. And yeah. we have recently built a new feature that allows you to take that link and actually it looks like it's a beautiful clickable you know interactive experience so your email kind of could automatically generate something that feels like it's a presentation or a flip book or an ebook gotcha so you kind of you really make it very clear that it's worth clicking on in your yeah. email so that allows you to almost make your email interactive as well so if you think about it like right big of, uh, the challenge was the pdf is actually getting people to care about opening the PDF in the first place. And so we give yeah. you the tools to make your thing look so exciting that people would want to click on it. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to have 15 of those, right? Like, cause then your email will be too much, but it's sort of, you could draw attention to it, but in general, it's a link or it's an embed on a website. So it's a, it's a, you know, it's a very smart URL. You can even embed relate to the same way you would embed a YouTube video. So it could be, you know, mm -hmm. just, embed on your landing page or website. So now if you're trying to get people to click a link, the, the question that comes up for me is just because we deal with a lot of technology companies is, you know, PDF has this kind of, it's a PDF, it's attached. It seems to have a little bit more, I don't know, I don't know, I'm going to say security to it as opposed to clicking a link. Is there any sort of, um, you know, pushback or anything from companies, uh, you know, about, you know, having that as, as a link in an email? Not really. No, I think quite the opposite. So for majority of high volume, like the complex PDFs, they're, they're, they could be sizable. And so more often than not, they get blocked in the company uh, email boxes. Um, mm -hmm. We happen to have been working from day one uh, with organizations like Accenture and being sent out to their partners. So we've been whitelisted across you know, most yeah. secure enterprise email domains. So I think for us, it's quite the opposite. It tends to be um, an attractive way to bypass the, you know, getting blocked because the email file is too large. But one thing that I will tell you that's, um, you know, really important to remember is you still have your PDF was something like relate to. So if a client does want the PDF, you're not giving up the chance, right? Like, so our, one yeah. of our, one of the things that what we're doing that's really interesting is we're competing with tools that are saying, throw away your PDF. There's no, throw away your PowerPoint, you know, learn to code and design really complex stuff with us, but it's still pretty easy relatively to old school custom website, but like that's the competitive set. And so in that world, um, that is a risk, right? Because you don't have this PDF where you have to work just as hard to create the PDF. So here was relate to what you're doing is fundamentally, you have the safety play. If somebody wants to print it, get the downloadable version. You could still send that attachment, but oftentimes you say, hey, here's the PDF, but here's an interactive experience that you could engage with right now. And the users 
Oftentimes, even you could add a link to the interactive experience in your PDF, and then people go, oh, great. There is the agent live and living and breathing and all these up-to-date version of that. And everybody likes that because, as you know, like probably the number one tragedy is the moment you send your PDF is when you discover, oh, I have a typo on page 24 and the sure. glaring, glaring yeah. uh, accidental error on page five. And, you know, I don't want to yeah. send that to the senior decision makers, you know, oh, ignore that, please. Right. Like, so this is part of the magic is you still have your PDF. It could be very prominent that you could download from a relator. You could download the PDF document. Yeah. So, so Alex, what what inspired you to create Relay Two? Because you know, were you frustrated with your own experience, or, or tell us about that? Yeah, uh, well, um, I I happen to be very fortunate to have worked at exciting B two B marketing companies like uh, uh, Salesforce and Success Factors, which is now part of SAP, and I felt there there was a major disconnect between uh, us creating. Um, this, you know, collateral explaining what we do uh, that looked pretty old fashioned and selling at the time innovative SaaS applications. So I just felt like, hey, if you're selling better employee experience or better customer experience, you got to be congruent with delivering that, right? If you these yeah. days, if you're selling digital transformation on a piece of paper, you kind of you know whatever, your yeah. piece of paper is not <laughs> worth what is the, the the ink that it's written on right like there's incongruities yeah. so that was the motivation for me um and but it, but in general it just felt like hey look there's a lot of you know noise out there like all of us are getting distracted with things that don't help us learn don't help us advance don't you know help our customers tackle tough problems they get but they easily get distracted with facebook and youtube and this so what if we merge the best of consumer media yeah. you know to help us tackle the meaty complex b2b problems right that require some sort of emotional uh motivation to kind of tackle the hard things and that's sort of what we are excited about we were for mm-hmm. people are not afraid of tackling meaty complex problems yeah. and navigating through that. And there is no good alternatives for long form engaging content. There's a lot of short form. So that's just the gap that I felt was there. And it felt like the more important, the more sophisticated, the more complex the idea, the, the worst it's being communicated these days. So that felt like, you know, our civilization is getting stuck um, because, yeah. uh, because our mediums are not catching yeah. up uh, was the, the biggest problems of our times. Yeah. Well, amen to that. Like what you did, because the idea that we are getting distracted by all the, you know, social media and everything that's happening there. And, you know, that's what I've been telling people too, is we need to kind of engageify, you know, our, our business interactions so that people will consume them. And that's exactly and precisely what you've done uh, with your content experiences. Uh, Alex, it's been so great having you on sharing, you know, uh, your, your uh, company with us and your solution. If people wanted to learn more about you, learn more about uh, your company relate to where should, where, where should we send them? Um, my email, Alex at relate to.com. Happy to either answer the questions myself or connect them to the right folks on my team relate to.com and we're pretty active on LinkedIn. So you could look me up on LinkedIn and, you know, happy to uh, engage and share what other folks are doing 
in our ecosystem about making big ideas more engaging and digestible. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming and being a part of this today. And for all you listeners, uh, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, stay engaged. Thank you so much for listening to Engaging Personalities. If you believe this world needs more engagement and you're an industry leader or you have an interesting take on rehumanizing business, go to go.engageify.ai slash podcast hyphen guest to apply and come on the show. If you got something out of this interview, do you mind sharing it on your social media? Just grab a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, Tag them on social media to let them know about the show. Include the hashtag engaging personalities. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episode, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, engageify.ai, or follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening and stay engaged.